South Florida school superintendent could get a huge golden parachute for quitting, but there's one big catch. CBS News correspondent Peter King reports from Orlando. Broward School Superintendent Robert Runcy has been indicted for perjury, and last month he offered to quit. I'm willing to discuss a path to a mutual agreement of separation. When the school board meets today, it'll vote on a package worth nearly $750,000, including severance pay, vacation and sick time accrued, medical benefits, salary and more. But he only gets it all if he beats the perjury charge. Runcie is accused of lying to a grand jury that's investigating the Parkland High School shootings and safety issues. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. And finally, pediatricians say they've been seeing alarming weight gains in children and adolescents returning for checkups for the first time since the pandemic pandemic began. They're also reporting more high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and fatty liver disease in kids. I'm Vicki Parker, CBS News. I'm former U.S. counterterrorism officer Drew Berquist. In a one-party controlled country whose policies continue to move further to the left, it's hard to find a group willing to stand up for the right. That's why we created Mammoth Nation. We're standing strong for all Americans. Mammoth Nation is America's conservative discount club. As a member, you get great discounts. Massive savings on travel, shopping, wireless, sporting goods, even prescriptions. Membership supports conservative businesses and the causes that you care about, like the Wounded Blue. For every total wellness plan purchased, Mammoth Nation will donate a plan to a police officer in need. This provides critical support to our law enforcement community. It's just one of the things that makes Mammoth Nation so great. And it's so affordable. If you join now, you get a 30% discount on a lifetime membership, normally $299, this month, just $199, which pays for itself in just a few purchases, maybe just one. So go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member today. You've got a problem. Your air conditioner is not working. There's a simple fix for that. Well, simple for us. This is Jared with Dean Heating and Cooling, and we're experts at fixing your AC. Together with Tempstar, we've been in business for more than 20 years and have some of the best service techs in the industry. So if you want fast, reliable service, just call us. In fact, if you call today, you could qualify for 12 months no interest financing on a new high-efficiency Tempstar unit. Dean Heating and Cooling, the simple fix. Find us online at deanheatingandcooling.com. When you see McDonald's Golden Arches, it's easy to get excited. It means something delicious is about to happen, like trying the new crispy chicken biscuit for breakfast. It's made with a crispy, juicy fried chicken filet and a warm, flaky biscuit that's baked to perfection. Now mix and match the new crispy chicken biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get any two for just $4. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when products are... Want to buy your own home but think you can't afford it? What if you got down payment assistance or a discounted interest rate just for being a recent college grad, teacher, nurse, or veteran? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency offers this and more, and our programs are always available for eligible Ohioans. Big city, small town, and everywhere in between. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. ownership ready when you are. Hey, seriously, land, land ho, guys. Guys, land ho, I'm, land ho, land ho, land ho, right there! The tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered with sign and glide on water towing. Get a quote today in as little as three minutes at progressive.com. I gotta say, this land ho thing, not very effective. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Sign and glide coverage is subject to policy terms. 
Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970-WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth, Ruth Show. show. It's really... <laughs> Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970-WATH to make it happen. Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. I-N-E-P-T, Inept Tech, 2468, who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, I'm certainly glad we're not on television for our program this week because you are looking a little the worse for wear. What in the world has happened? Well, you know, it must be them circles under my eyes, all them red line, them road maps I got. I was up all night looking at them game films from the Cinema State game, and, you know, I never had seen anything. You know, it reminds me back of uh, the game back in 1961 uh, when we played Navarone State. You know, I, I never have come up against so many guns in my life as Cinema State had in that ball game. And, and well, you was at the ball game. and uh, just 84 to, to nothing, I think. That's right, 84 to nothing. Looking at it uh, over and over again, I'm, I need something to help me out here just just before we get the program started. We'll wait on you, Coach. Go ahead. Well, they say this stuff is supposed to work. Works real quick. These little white poker chip goodies you put in the... In the just hold, hold on just a second here. Well, All I hope right. that helps you, Coach. Well, I feel a whole lot better now. Let's get on with the program. Well, what have you found out from, from looking at the game film all night long uh, as to why you lost by such a wide margin? Well, this film would never make the late show on TV, that's for sure. You know, all I seen over and over again in them game films was our boys missing them blocks, our boys missing them tackles, our quarterback getting sacked, our wide receivers dropping them balls, our running backs fumbling the football all over the field. You know, it just... You know, it's a good thing that our boys didn't have this ball game as a class to pass in order to get their degree at, at, at NAP Tech. Well, Coach, you have another Alka-Seltzer, and we'll be back with more right after we pause for this message. And this segment of the Coach Art Turf Show is brought to you by Alka-Seltzer. Coach Turf, I hope you're feeling a little bit better here for the second part of our program. Well, that's right. You know, that is pretty good stuff. You know, I have to remember that stuff when I go to watching game films next time. I know it's a tough assignment. That's real good stuff. I, in fact, when I get through coaching, I might go to representing that stuff. Tough job to watch game film all night long, especially when it's of an 84 to nothing loss. Well, that's right. You know, you keep watching them uh, 84 and zip scores uh, rolling through your eyes, seeing all them dumb plays that, that our boys pulled out there. They what? It wasn't a real good ball game on their part, and 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 it's a good thing that, like I said for the commercial, that they didn't have to pass this like a class to get their degree. I almost hesitate to ask you how the players graded out to individually on this film. Well, you know, all the coaches, we all got together and graded everybody. And, you know, they, the speed limit's 55, and I don't believe any of our boys went over that. How about a game ball, Coach? Uh, 
usually awarded game. As a matter of fact, uh, before we get to go in that game ball, I'm going to take this here film and put it exactly where it belongs. That is in our film vault. So we don't have to watch it no more. And it's water under the bridge. It's in the past. We're not worried about it. And you know something? It was pretty dusty in there. It appeared to be a little crowded in that vault. Coach, you have all your films in there? Well, that's right. You know, we keep all of them in there right where we can get to them whenever we need them. You can see they're right next to the Three Stooges and all them reruns of the Beverly Hillbillies. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Tuesday morning on this May 11th, 2021. It's party line time, 14 minutes after 9 o'clock. It's 47 degrees and uh, partly sunny here in the beautiful hills and valleys of southeast Ohio. Just a very slight breeze at the moment. Today, mostly sunny. High temperatures near 61 degrees.
tell you. That was him, too. No, Neil Hefty. Well, the two were so extra special. It's hard to tell their works apart. Anyway, good morning, folks. <laughs> We've had a busy morning. Oh, dear. Um, okay, Scott, are we, are we going to just waste this program? Hmm? What? I'm just going to waste this program. Okay. Well, good morning, and we're ready to waste away. <laughs> we have so many one-liners. Well, you got to do all the historical stuff, you know, first. If you want to do that, or I you want to do that later. I can find it. Well, there's some up there underneath the weather. Is today weather May 11th? It is. Okay, then this one's right. Yep, you are on track. Okay. Well... The whole last 20 hours has been completely goofy with different things. And I'm goofy. So um, bear with me, please, and uh, forgive me. All right. Let's see. Where's the next pile of papers we're looking for? There it is. Come out of there. There we go. It is May 11th. Right? Yes, it is. All day. Now, today is National Eat Everything You Want Day. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could do that. There's probably a lot of people saying that out there. Boy, wouldn't that be nice. It's National Twilight Zone Day. I remember watching those. Who was that guy? Rob something? Rod Serling? Rod Sterling, yes. Serling, yeah. I I still can remember some of those that I watched years ago. And they are... I, they're, when I see them still, I don't... I watch them, I'm thinking, why are you watching these? They're freaky. But some people like that stuff. But I particularly like the time travel uh, Twilight Zone episodes mm -hmm. where they go back in history. And I don't know why, but there's one that sticks out to me that is freaky. It's about uh, a guy that's on a plane. Vic Morrow was in a lot of those. And he later starred in a, a TV series called Combat. Uh, he was actually killed on set uh, filming another movie, I don't right. know, 20, 30 years ago. But uh, there was one where he's flying on a plane and a propeller, and there's some gremlin that keeps coming up and in the window while the plane's in the air and looking at him in the window and freaking him out. And then the gremlin's out on the wing. This is while the plane is in the air flying, and the gremlin is ripping open the, the wing and tearing out wires and, you know, trying to disable the plane and all the time looking in at Vic Morrow through the window and laughing. And it's it's something about Vic Morrow's character suffering from some type of uh, hallucination 
thoughts that go that was that were going on. I can't remember the whole premise of the segment, but just just that scene. I don't know why, but it was just weird, You'll freaky. Ne- never forget it. Well, let's see here. Today is National Eat What You Want Day. We told you that, and I'm just in awe of that statement. Yeah. If you could eat what you wanted. What would it be? What would it be? What would you pick? It'd be like a a birthday dinner. First of all, I'm not a voluminous eater, okay? Um... The taste has to be unique. Um, there are restaurants in town that I can name a dish they serve that's unique to me. But I don't have to have, you know, my fill of it. It's just to have some of it. And then the taste of something else. So it, it, it's, I don't, I do not want to be stuffed when I finish eating. I just want to be pleasant, <laughs> content, content. Yeah, come hungry, but don't leave miserable. So let's see here. <coughs> oh, you must have seen this next one. Did you realize today is National Twilight Zone Day? Yeah. That's what brought that up. Yeah, when you mentioned that, I was like, okay, I I remember some of those episodes. I remember another one that Vic Morrow was in. Okay, now here's here's something. I'm not even sure I understand this. National Foam Rolling Day. (laughs) Was this something where people would wrap themselves in at least one layer of Styrofoam and that, go rolling away? Well, that was my first impression. I'm going to see what it means. Or, if we are totally off base here. So I'm going to do some Googling it whenever it's ready. I'm ready. Well, let's do it now. Let's figure it out. Okay. National Foam Rolling Day. National Foam <coughs> Rolling Day. It is... A day that recognizes a therapy that has been called the poor man's massage. You only go to the dentist once a year, but you brush your teeth every day. Well, we can't get a massage every day. Foam rolling offers the next best thing. So, you know, there are some... Mm, therapy tools that you can like you can administer on your own right like the handheld ones that you can roll over your aches and pains and wherever they may be so I'm, i'm guessing that's what they may be the first foam roller was patented in the u.s in the 1920s so foam rolling is nothing new but it's you, there's no machine involved, right? I don't think so. I think it's... You just cover yourself in foam and then go rolling down a hill? No. <laughs> that I'm sounds serious. like fun, though. It does sound like fun. Yeah. It's a, it's it's like a circular tube 
kind of like that is reinforced that, that you can put your whole body weight on, something like that. And then you basically roll yourself back and forth over that area that's hurting or the area you want to massage. It's like a, a hollow cylinder that has the foam on it or the I the, think the I padding. like my description better. Yeah, I do too. But then we after the could we could bumps. we form a southeastern Ohio foam rollers association? Sure, and a team and a league. Foam rollers unite. We'll be the foam rollers united. Crazy man, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but that's that's what it is. I mean, it's like a hollow cylinder with the padding on it that that you roll back and forth on. You know, put it under your hips. Under you, your back. You, you've Googled this, right? Yeah. I've actually, once I saw this, I actually have done so this. So, National Foam Rolling Day, you've, we're, we're not off track here. No. Uh-uh. Okay. It, it's a real, real happening thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you can use, I, you could, I think you can use those balls, too, like the, the really firm balls that are maybe grapefruit sized, maybe a little bigger to roll on those, maybe volleyball sized, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can roll on those too. So it could be, you know, a variety of sizes, shapes, things like that. You know those pits of of balls that you can dive into? No. They're they're like uh you know what size of a softball. Yeah. I just made me think of rolling down a hill and foam right into a big old vat of those foam balls. Yeah. Just plopping right into it. Then we're done. Hmm. Okay, well, we, we've really beaten that up way too much. How about that? Um, let's <clears throat> see, let's do some historical stuff. Okay. <clears throat> In the year 330, Constantinople becomes the capital of the Roman Empire. In the year 1189, Holy Roman Emperor Frederick I, Barbarossa, and 100,000 crusaders depart Regensburg for the Third Crusade. In 1751, Pennsylvania Hospital, founded by Dr. Thomas Bond and Benjamin Franklin. In 1924, Daimler, right? Yeah, Daimler, as in Daimler or Chrysler. That's what I'm thinking here. Yep, D-A-I-M-L-E-R, is that how it's spelled? And they have motorin and Geschirr something. Yeah. And Benz. German name. And C, C-I-E. Anyway, begin their first joint venture, later merge into what became simply known as Mercedes-Benz. Pretty remarkable there. Yeah. 1995, more than 170 countries agreed to extend the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty independently and without conditions to prevent 
the spread of nuclear weapons. 2000. In that year, India's population officially reaches 1 billion. With a big B. 1982, died in 2013. Best known as his role for Finn Hudson on the Fox TV series Glee. Here's another. Uh, Natasha Richardson. Looks nice to me. Her picture. She, she was born a, in 1963 and died in 2009, you were going to say. English actress of stage and screen, a member of the Redgrave family. She is the daughter of actress Vanessa Redgrave and director-producer Tony Richardson and the granddaughter of Michael Redgrave and Rachel Kempson. Irving Berlin. I had the chance to rub shoulders with him on two, maybe three occasions. I loved his music. He was born in 1888, but died in 1989. Classy dude. Okay, Salvador Dali. Wasn't he an artiste? Or am I mixed up? Uh, yes, I think so. I, See you what think we can I find mixed here. up? <laughs> no, I think I. Th- uh, well, you could be. I'm. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> well, he was born in 1904. In any case, <laughs> yes, he was a Spanish artiste, and died in 1989. So. And take these sheets and set them aside. Again, I hit print button a lot last night. Let's see, where am I putting the dead stuff here? I guess I'll do it over here. Yeah, that'll work. And let's see here. We've done that. Eat what you want, Dave. Um... Let's just take a discussion moment. The Columbus Crew. Uh, yeah. I have had um, a tiny association with its ownership. Years ago, when it was first coming about, and I was still very engaged in soccer, I was invited to meet up with those folks, and they wanted me to 
take a role with the organization. The timing was not right for me. I had some other obligations going, namely a family. Um, but I do know some of the leadership up there. But there has been a big launch of a, a, new, a new idea, and that is to rebrand them. And what we're talking about is uh, the logos, the um, expressions, the all the marketing concepts, right? Yes. I like the way they were. I don't think what's new is bad, but I think it's unnecessary. And when you have a team that's been along for a while, why make a change? But that's in the works. I think they're also dropping the name of uh, Crew. Yeah, they they know it won't. Potential scam, it says. They are being referred to as as the crew cut crew cuts well by dropping the name they're cutting the name crew so it's a crew cut they're now going to be known as the uh, Columbus is it SC or FC um, I think it's SC as in Columbus Soccer Club or Football club, FC. 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 Yeah. Okay. Football club. Yeah. They're, they are dropping the name crew. However, I think the plans are for it to remain somewhere in the logo. I hope so. But it's just, it's not going to be very prominent whatsoever. So they will no longer be known as the crew. Uh, I... I kind of admit I didn't like the name crew initially but I've come to like it um anyways that's so that's in the works you know speaking of name changes the Cleveland Indians baseball team is dropping their nickname Indians after this year and now there's a survey apparently that has gone out for a new nickname for the Cleveland professional baseball team. I don't I don't know what else to call it. I'm just going to say the Indians, okay? And the number one response has been the Spiders. The Cleveland Spiders. Spiders. Yeah, because apparently in the late 1800s, there was a baseball team in Cleveland, a pro team, semi-pro team. And that was their nickname, the Cleveland Spiders. So that is the leading candidate right now. That doesn't mean it's going to be the Spiders. There are also a few other names that have been suggested. But um, one of them, I think, if I can remember right, was uh, Cleveland Patriots or something like that. Um, I kind of like the... 
the Cleveland machine. <laughs> that was just one I came up with. Name him the machine. Well, <clears throat> so yeah, I did that too. I was spiders. Where did that come from? So yeah. I did a little research. They um, make them the cicadas. They get to play every 17 years. Yeah, the, the brood X. Well, each year it's a different brood. But. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyway. Um, so I just. Do you are, are, is this serious? They're talking about changing? Well, they are going to because the. Oh, the, the Indians. Yeah, the Native Americans uh, considered that offensive that the Indians and were named. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. And, and the, all Atlanta, these. the Atlanta Braves. I mean, are you going to change all that? The, the Chieftains, like you mentioned. The, the Braves, the Chicago Blackhawks, hockey team. I mean, you could go on and on about that if somebody raises a stink about it. I mean, are we going to change every name? And I've said before, is the, is the National Audubon Society going to get uh, offended by the St. Louis team being the Cardinals? Are they going to have to change their name? You know, and the Arizona Cardinals football team? The Toronto Blue Jays, the Baltimore Orioles. You know, I mean, you can go on and on with that. Where does it stop? Or will it? Well, I have no idea. Yeah, me either. But, you know, they. I, I always thought a nickname was a thing of honor. You know, to be honored by such an organization at the very highest level of sport I don't, yeah, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, that, I don't think that, it was, a, was meant to be um, a tribute. Yes, you know, an honor that the very highest professional level. I don't, for me anyway, it didn't seem like the the Cleveland franchise meant for it to be offensive whatsoever. Mm. But you know, if if they were named the Cleveland Palmers, you know, wouldn't you think that's, well, that's quite an honor. They named a team after me. But, you know, how, how do you gauge that anymore? I mean, everything is you know, the changing of things and, you know, things uh, yeah, I don't like get, that. I don't have an answer. Well, I don't either. I mean, I'm just throwing these out here, just surmising some things or hypothetical thoughts, I guess. But. Again, I always, for me, if I'm playing on a team like the teams I played on, the Ohio Bobcats, I was proud to be a Bobcat, you know. You walk around, you hear people going, go Bobcats. You're at the games, people chant, let's go Bobcats. You know, and again, does the Wildlife Society have an issue with Ohio being Bobcats? There's been teams that have changed their nicknames, like the Eastern Michigan University used to be the Hurons, and now they're the Eagles. Miami used to be the Redskins, now they're the Red Hawks. So, I mean, I always thought it was cool to be a Bobcat and wear the jersey that said Bobcats on it when we were in games. You know, you get a sense of pride with that. Being a player, speaking from a player's perspective, I had a sense of pride 
having that jersey on that said the Ohio Bobcats. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, just, again, speaking from a player's perspective. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's move on to a okay. different topic. It's been a few days since we've done this. Okay. But uh, we were doing it very regularly, and that is the COVID update. Um, I must admit, this is not a perfect report today. I may have overlooked a figure or two in its um, updating. But um, I, I, I broke my glasses, folks. I think I've mentioned this. And I had a backup pair, but they too are broken. So I'm working on a two-time-ago prescription. Not just my previous prescription, but two ago. And when you're copying information off of these various charts that the state and federal government prepare, uh, a lot of the data is very small. So it's been tenuous. But here we go. In the world, we have 7.79 billion people. In the world, as of yesterday, we have had a total of 440 thousand cases the um, of those 1,000 this isn't right new deaths well here it is um, we of the I'm sorry. Let me let me straighten this up again. So there's 7.79 billion people in the world. We have had 159,402,368 cases of COVID. Um so far, worldwide, 3.3 million deaths. <coughs> there are presently 18 million active cases. And then a good number is how many have recovered and it's 137.9 million people have recovered. The vaccination rate worldwide as of yesterday 17.7 percent. The United States, 
Our population, 331 million people. Um, as of yesterday, we had achieved 33,483,000 cases. The deaths since this all began in the U.S. stand at 595.865. So just over a half a million. Active cases as of today, 6.4 million. And then the recovered figure, 26.4 million people. The vaccination rate for our nation, again as of yesterday, 259,720,000 have been vaccinated. State of Ohio, we've got 11 point, let's call it 11.7 million people. Um, as of yesterday, our case amount had hit 1,000, I'm sorry, 1 million. 84,322. So yesterday alone, 713 new cases. Um, sometimes there's a lower figure even of new cases. 48,000 of those currently active cases are spending time in the, um, the hospital. Let me get this right. Active. Okay. Let me start that over. So we've got a million eighty-four thousand active cases. Seven thousand nine hundred and twenty-four as of yesterday afternoon are in the ICU wards. We have 48,478 in just a regular hospital setting. Now, since the whole thing began, um, one million 36,136 have recovered. Vaccinations in the state, as of yesterday, stand at 4,863,177. 
That is 41.6% of our state's population. We had uh, one new death yesterday. So deaths to date, and they've slowed this way down. 19,428 in the state of Ohio. Now, I don't have this for the others, but uh, it's, it's worth mentioning. Of those that have died, 46% have been males, 53% females. The average age 41. But when you look at total ages of all of those that passed, it's like three months to 101 years of age. But the average, 41. I know I'm going on a little long here. I'm sorry. So Athens, let's finally do our information. We have 65,332 living here. It began for us in March of 7th of 20. As of uh, right now, we have 5,194 cases. One was new yesterday. 89 are active cases. Two hundred and two are inside a hospital. Now I've had trouble with that figure. I don't understand why it's like that. You would think if someone's in the hospital, that's considered an active case. But I'm just working with the figures I'm given. Anyway, we have of the um, the total. Total cases, 5,194. Presently, the 5,047 are cured or over it, over the hump. Vaccinations, 24,611. That represents 37, 37.6 percent of our population. Not bad. Deaths. State of Ohio deaths stand at 58 as of yesterday. Okay. Well, I know that's not the most cheerful of news, but um, we have to share it with you periodically, and we ask you all to continue to do your part to help from spreading. Certainly we're looking forward to when the youngest students get to be uh, vaccinated. The other thing we don't really understand, at least I don't, is why people are resistant to being vaccinated. 
Scott, you've had everything. Yep. I've had everything. My wife's had everything. Our staff has had everything. Um, and by everything, you know, if it was the Johnson & Johnson, they had one. If it was Pfizer, they had the two shots. Uh, I think the third one also is a two-shot thing. But... Um, Moderna, yeah. It's... Um, what are you scared of? We have had some staff members who the first time they took it didn't feel well for a day, but then they were over it. And it's not like they were vomiting or anything like that. They just retired or achy. But a day later, they were back at it. Yeah. The only thing I noticed was a sore arm. Well, you sore know, shoulder. shots are like that. Well, yeah, anytime you invade the muscular area of the human body like that, it's it's going to be sore. We have... Um, I get that way with a flu shot. A whole series of <clears throat> vaccines we're expected to take each fall. And generally your local drugstore of choice or whatever... Keep track of those. I think in my case, we use a combination of CVS and Kroger. But I can go in there and say, did I have my this shot or that shot? And they say, yes, and you had the right one for your age, and it was on this date. And uh, similarly with the CVS, right? Okay. Well, please, um... I, I I don't want to tell you you're not going to have any trouble whatsoever because rarely you do have a little um, reaction reaction for a day or so. Yep. But I've never heard of it being awful. You know, and things like that affect different people differently we all have different dna's unique genetic makeups and it's going to vary from person to person Mm -hmm. how it affects people i've heard of the shots affecting people on both ends of the expect of the spectrum you know one was very ill and somebody else you know had nothing so there's that from one extreme to the other, and then in between. Folks, let me change the topic. Tomorrow, Tom Gibbs will be joining us live. I think it'll be via telephone. But uh, he'll be with us live in the morning to talk about, uh, you know, the school year, how it's gone. What, uh, you know, does he see it, the students graduating this year having other unique problems that um, if they had had a conventional school year, they might not have seen. Um, I I think I mentioned this yesterday. My own uh, granddaughter, Julia, was written up in the New York Times. And um, even though that was released three days ago, 
I got to get a copy of that. If anybody has a copy to share with me, I would be, be very uh, grateful. I think Jackie bought enough for me to have one. But anyway. What was it again? The New York Times. Oh, okay. Jackie and another student or two around the nation were featured in the New York Times. Julia? Yeah. I said Jackie. Yeah. Her daughter, Julia, was featured. Julia's a neat young lady. I'd say. She was always pleasant to be around when she was here working with us in the summertime. Yeah. Hope to get that some more. She's finally decided she had some great offers, but she has decided to go right here to Ohio, Ohio University journalism major. Oh, okay. And uh, so good for her. We're pleased to uh, know that and keep her in the community and maybe keep her involved with this radio station. Well, let's see here. Do we do we dare do any funny junk? Well, we got what we have about three minutes, a minute and a half. Okay, to go. We could squeeze a few of them in. You want to start, or you want me to? I'm not ready, so you do it. okay, here we go. This one goes like this. I finally did it. You did what? I bought a new pair of shoes with memory foam insoles. No more forgetting why I walked into the kitchen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You ever done that? I have. Um, Walked into a room. What'd I come in here for? Yes, I was going to say a room I have. Yeah. Not necessarily the kitchen. Um, Let's see. These are 25 weird interview questions. Say you're applying for a job. And uh, some group of executives put this together. If you could throw a parade of any caliber through the Zappos office, what type of parade would you be? (laughs) Well, since we've only got 30 seconds, we'd throw a foam rolling parade. Okay. Maybe. How about that? Well, I'll hurry up with this one. Why was Dumbo the elephant sad? He felt irrelevant. Irrelevant. Poor Dumbo. Yeah. Well, we are just about ready. All right. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Parker in London. The EPA is waiving some pollution control requirements to free up fuel supplies in the areas worst hit by that pipeline hack attack. CBS's Ed O'Keefe paints the picture for us. From Florida to North Carolina, drivers made a run for gas waiting in long lines across the southeast in anticipation of a shortage. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to be the one that doesn't get gas. The shutdown of the pipelines also putting major airports in Baltimore, Charlotte, and others on the East Coast at risk of low supply. Federal officials work through the weekend to monitor the fallout 
and the transportation department's making it easier to move fuel by truck to address supply disruptions. Colonial Pipeline says it hopes to be back up to speed by the end of the week. The FBI is blaming an Eastern European crime ring for the ransomware attack. Pfizer says the FDA did the right thing approving its COVID vaccine for kids as young as 12. We had zero cases in the vaccine recipients and 18 in those that received placebo. Uh, so we're very encouraged that the vaccine is likely to have high efficacy. Of course, there may be breakthrough cases. Pfizer VP William Gruber in the Middle East. Rockets and missiles crisscrossing the sky. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer is watching. Hamas rockets streaking from Gaza toward Israel lit up the night sky. And so did the glow of Israeli retaliatory airstrikes. Israel says it hit Hamas military targets, but this morning, Gazans inspected collateral damage. They say that collateral damage includes at least nine children among 24 dead in that Israeli strike. Itself, of course, retaliation for the Hamas.